Speeding. Camera. Rolling. Scene 1, take 303. Mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by Fort Wayne Media, the podcast with one guy who knows a lot about movies and his friend. And here at 303, we mess with spoilers, so just beware. Also, just as a heads up, there is a technical difficulty in this episode. At two points, there is an echo. It does go away, but we apologize for that inconvenience. We're going to discuss film, television, and today we're discussing John Wick Chapter 4. Coming from someone who has not seen any of the John Wicks up until about this week. Correct. I watched every single John Wick in the span of three days. That is correct. I watched two in one day. (laughs) My man's brain's got to be like real-life Call of Duty at this point. Yeah. Just fried. Let me tell you, watching them all together gives you a much different perspective on them. This man flips everybody. Constantly. I was getting annoyed at how much he was flipping people and how how much effort and energy that takes to flip somebody and how nobody is ever in, in the spot to shoot him <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing this big movement. I love the flips where he has the guy, like, leg-locked and... Um, He's still able to shoot other guys, reload, and then headshot the guy he's got leg locked. He's marinating the guy between his legs. But then they actually explain it in three seconds when they show in John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, they go to his home where he was trained, and they show two guys flipping each other. I'm like, that's all I needed. (laughs) Okay, I get it. Anyway, but today we're talking about John Wick Chapter 4. You literally, about an hour ago, just came out of the movie theater. Yeah, initial thoughts. Absolutely amazing. I loved it from start to finish. I love uh, how it pays tributes to its roots in B-movies, like B-action movies. Like, I feel like this is the kind of movies that um, were given to us in the 80s, but with an updated look and feel to it. What did you think? I think it's a good movie. Now, to give you more, because I'm sure I got you at the edge of your seat now. Much like I was watching John Wick Chapter 4. Every action scene is brilliant. And uh, my fiance, who watched all of them with me as well, because she hadn't seen them, also said, wow, to choreograph all of that must be insane. So, and for her to like realize, like, yeah, this is great. And I think most people would be like, yeah, this is great what you're watching. So all the action stuff is muy bien, excelente. And I, I really am trying to find the problem I have with this movie. And I think it's because I've watched all four together <laughs> <laughs> that you really start to see, like, I'm just annoyed at a lot of the things. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Nick... Do you know what they tell you if someone come if you see somebody with a gun and you don't really have a way out, what you're supposed to do? Run at them? Yeah, you're supposed to charge them. Yeah. So why does everybody with a gun charge this guy? Does anybody ever just sit back and, like, you have a projectile weapon? Shoot him! <laughs> just shoot the guy! My beef is with the Parisians who heard about what he did in New York. And you're like, you're going to still charge at this man? <laughs> yeah. Has anyone ever been like... Man, his big thing is close quarters combat. He flips a lot of people. Let me try to get close. (laughs) So my first question to you is, what was the standout action scene for you in John Wick Chapter 4? I'm glad you asked me this. I really liked the roundabout Paris. It's either that or the stairs. Don't get me started on the, the stairs. stairs. The whole the whole theater erupted with the stairs scene because there was that one part where he fell down the stairs and he catches himself. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was like, could you imagine this dude has to like climb up 221 stairs again? And then he does get like the 300 Spartan kick at the top of the stairs and goes all the way down. And all you hear is just him tumbling. Everybody in the theater was laughing. 
for me, I think every time I liked an action scene and I was trying to figure out which one is my favorite, the next one just like doubled down. And I was like, oh my God, that is just so brilliant. I think it's a toss up between the Osaka uh, Continental like escape. Yeah. Which was kind of like three action scenes, uh, you know, connected together. It's a super long, mm-hmm. uh, super well choreographed and super beautiful looking. Like the cinematography is just amazing in those scenes. I'm leaned between that one and the over the top, like literally over the head. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the video game esque. Yeah, the video game esque kind of shot where they're doing top down views and he's just shooting with the dragon breath shotgun and it just it's a scene that michael bay probably would have jerked off in the theater too <laughs> like it is a beautiful beautiful shot <laughs> yeah michael bay is definitely like why did i do that and i think when you're picking like what's your favorite action scene and all this you're choosing from you know creme de la creme like these are all excellent you can't go wrong with any of them there's just something about the roundabout scene i think it's like his last leg and you know you know like we have like we're really targeted where he's supposed to go he knows what he's supposed to do they really set it well getting the suit sending him off on his journey and the way they use cars yeah uh i mean there's a there's a running gag that john wick always gets hit by a car and it (laughs) took really long in this movie for him to get hit by a car and then once he gets hit by a car then it's just like let's bring on all the cars yeah is every movie, anytime something's happening in an intersection, cars always screech to a stop, and then they blare on the horn. I like how in all these movies, nobody stops doing anything. <laughs> they they don't care. Yo, the Paris people have places to go. They, I would, they ain't stopping. I would love to talk to somebody from France and be like, in New York, I can see people just driving around this, no problem. There's not a lot of space. Well, they, ah, uh, they definitely just keep going. We got places. My question is, compared to the other ones... Where does one hold for you? So how would you rank them, all the other movies now? So I think, um, similar to how I said, like, all the action scenes just got progressively better throughout the movie, and some, you know, have their good parts and and whatnot. I would say that for me, it's tough. I want to say either three or four was the best. Seeing that it's fresh in the head, I'm gonna tr- I'm going to lean four as, like, the best John Wick thus far. And I'm just going to... I'm going to rank them... So four, three, two, one. Mm. How about you? Three, one, four, two. And they're all close. And they're all close. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, not none of the movies disappointed me. No, they're they're all great. Yeah. I'm curious as to why one ranked so high for you. Because it makes the most sense. It's the simplest plot. In fact, I wanted to put one as my favorite, but I really like three. I feel like originally though we bet. I don't want to be one of those guys. So, a little backstory about the the first one. Sure. It actually had trouble getting greenlit. Why? Because uh, the studio was like, Keanu Reeves hasn't made a good movie in a while. And then also, who the hell are these directors? It was their first time directing. Gotcha. I think what I loved about uh, John Wick, the first one, it's simple. It's easy. Like, somebody killed the last gift your dead wife gave you. How do you not get by? Like, how do you not root for him? Now, um, I don't know if I'm reading too into it, but at the ending, when Winston uh, says goodbye to John Wick uh, because he died, um, Mm -hmm. uh, he puts his hand on the grave and there's like this little tattoo on his arm. And in uh, Russian, he says, you know, goodbye, my son. Is Winston his father? 
I turned to my fiance and said, that's his dad. She goes, no, it's not. She just said the words. I'm like, that's his dad. I was like, is it like he was like a father figure to him? Or is that literally like... Who knows? His father. And I, I like that because I immediately hopped in onto the internet. Like, yo, is Winston the father? <laughs> like, I felt like I was on Maury for a hot second. I was like, uh, waiting for the test results here. <laughs> no, he's an, he's an orphan. He was raised by the people. He's not his dad. Okay. Joe, yes, he's an orphan, but he came from somebody. Yeah, but the whole part of being an orphan is your parents are dead. No. That is not the definition of an orphan. As an orphan, I know <laughs> this. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Hold on, I want to... Oh, what's the definition of orphan? Hold on. Is when you're given up by your parents, whether dead or not, and you're placed in an orphanage. No, the first one! A child whose parents are dead! That's an orphan! Then how do I end up in an orphanage? Well, you can be given to an orphanage. I assume if you're in an orphan, you are you have no parents. That's how I'm thinking okay. it, right? Yeah. Granted, you're, you could be given up, right, and your parents? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That makes sense. Okay, so um, Uprock says that... You're not an orphan! I know your dad! <laughs> <laughs> He's downstairs! <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, so is Winston the father unlikely? Uh, John Wick, same old but not. Uh, it's expanded the relationships. He got deeper. They've gotten better. Better. You understand more about the world. It's matured. But I think that's due to the writer staying with it and directing all the movies. And that's absolutely it. That's what the the guy that plays Winston says. Interesting. I would actually like to know the name Jordani because he's called that a few times in the movies. What does Jordani translate to? Is it John or is it Jonathan? Because notice his sister, that woman, she's the one she plays Harry Potter with the pink hair. Yeah. I don't know her name. Whatever it is. But she calls him Jordani. The only other person to call him Jordani was his quote unquote like mother from the third one. And Winston calls him Jonathan. That's the only person who calls him Jonathan. I wonder if Jonathan is a closer translation to Jordani. And so those are the only three people who call him by his full first name. Everybody else calls him John. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that's the significance. But speaking of significance, did you notice how much religious imagery is in this movie? And how they're not trying to hide it, how overt it is? Mm -hmm. Do you know where the first line of the movie comes from? That Fishborn? No. It's from Dante's Inferno. It's Dante's Inferno is a book that describes hell. What hell is like. It's one of the most quoted books. It's a... A very old book talks about it a lot um, and what it's like the nine layers of hell what it's like to get out to escape one of the points of the book is someone has to climb literally climb out of hell which you look at the stairs right and that there's a lot of suffering and so i would actually you talk about redemption who is john wick this movie is all about relationships and about which relationship do you honor more to the people around him or does he honor the relationship he has with the high table is he the killer or is he the loving husband? And that's the whole movie. Even the marquee, the guy, what they're always talking about. No, John Wick, you're a killer. You're a killer. That's who you are. That's always going to be. You can go through. I've watched all four back to back now. I can tell you that's what they're constantly asking him. And one of the, uh, at least in Catholicism, that's what I can speak about background wise. There's, There's lots, lots of stuff. stuff. Do you know who Charon is? Charon? Charon? Uh, the... The guy behind the, the concierge. Concierge guy uh, for Winston's Hotel in New York. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know who that is in Greek mythology? I do not. That is the... Uh, it is the ferryman for death. He ferries souls in and out of Hades. That's Greek mythology. Do you know where that is shot? No. It looks to be a river in New York. I would imagine it's the Hudson or something. But that's where um, that's where it's shot. It's shot on a river, and that was his name. You could argue that he ferries souls in from the hotel, leading people to wherever they may be. And his job is to guide, and he is a guidance and does a lot of things. So. Who's your favorite character in cha- Chapter 4? And it doesn't necessarily need to be um, who gave the best performance, because that's a different question altogether. Um, I have a few picks for that, too. And uh, But who do you think... Uh, I guess, yeah. Kane. Kane. He's in my favorite. Why I love Kane? He knows exactly who he is and what he's about. And how can you, like, people who don't like Kane is, how could you not like Kane? John and Kane are the same person. Kane just accepts himself more for who he is. And instead of rebelling against the high table, he goes, well, I'll do anything to protect my daughter. So Right. He just play, he plays the game. Yeah. Essentially. Um, but he also has his morals at the same time, and he... he he does what he needs to do. So, um, piggybacking off of that, um, who gives the best performance? I knock it back to you. I don't make me pick. You go. You, I don't make me choose. Uh, what do you think? All right. So, I think also my favorite character is Kane. But when it comes to something like the duel at the end, I was literally, I couldn't guess who was going to win. And I couldn't guess how they were going to win either. That's, that's how well it was done. done. Like, like I, you, you know, know, many other movies, if the main character goes to a duel, you know, they're, they're going to win. Probably, most likely, yeah. They're, they're going to find out a way to win, or it's going to seem very easy, like they have to win. Like, there's no way Captain America is not going to win. Um, and if he's not, oh, part two is already announced, and they're going to win in that one. So um, I think it was just really well done that throughout the entire duel, and that was a long duel. It wasn't like, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, where it was like one shot done. Like these guys have been pulling headshots all over the place, where for some reason, this is the one time we can't do a headshot. Um, <laughs> Did you think, I thought like, wow, these guys are bad. <laughs> like I know one of them is blind, but you know, my guy. I mean, he did fall down like 221 steps like about 10 minutes ago. My fiance spoiled it for me while I was in there. As soon as John Wick gets shot, and they show him like falling to the ground. The you know they pull out. She leans over and looks at me and goes, "He didn't fire his gun." <laughs> and I go, go, "Nothing gets by Krista." And I'm like, "Krista, don't." Oh, I didn't think about that. For me, also at the same time, favorite mm-hmm. uh, performance: Bill Skarsgård. As a marquee, yeah, yeah, kills it. Um, I think he's even more terrifying here than he is in it. Wait, that's the cl- Oh. Oh. That's where I know his name from. <laughs> I'm like, why do I know Bill Skarsgård? JP right now just has like his jaw like floored right now. Yeah. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, he's the clown. From it. That makes sense. I do have my favorite performance. Mm-hmm. And I, it's my favorite performance because I think probably the toughest job, considering your new character, Mr. Nobody. Mm-hmm. The ha- or the tracker. Yeah. They call him the... They, uh, they make him the tracker, Mr. Nobody. I actually really liked it because you see other, like, hit men and hit women throughout all of them. Besides Common, he's the most memorable for me. And I like that he doesn't have a relationship with John. 
He's in it for one reason. Yeah, he's just trying to get the bag the entire time. He's like, yo, I know my worth, and I'm just trying to hike those numbers up. Yeah. The only thing, once I saw he had a dog, I'm like, okay, there's going to be some point where Keanu is going to save this dog, and that's how they're going to become friends. They have their stepbrothers moment where they're like, did we just both want to save the dog? And it's like, are we best friends yeah. right now? It's like, yeah. I also love what they did with Mr. Nobody, that he didn't have to be in the final scene, sitting on the bench watching it. But he gets to be the audience there, and yeah. he feels exactly what we're... Oh, it was great. I love that. We talked uh, about this uh, with Marvel, that we're mm-hmm. so um, saturated with quips, and that so many characters are so quippy and so just self-referential. But here we are with some camp, and we can actually enjoy it because the characters aren't making fun of the situation. They're just you know doing their thing, and the situation happens to be funny. Yeah. In chapter four specifically, who do you think has the worst death? I mean, getting killed by a blind guy's got to be pretty rough. <laughs> uh, doesn't the blind guy kill somebody with a pencil? He does. Kane, right? He does. I think that one's the most memorable for me. I think mm-hmm. the funniest uh, kill was in the Osaka uh, escape. And there's this one guy, one of the masked henchmen... Um, that John shoots at least 25 times (laughs) repeatedly against the drum and he just keeps getting shot and like John just keeps like keeping him up and Mm. he just keeps peppering him while he's killing other people and he just keeps shooting this guy and he keeps like going against the drum and he's like trying to reach for things and he just keeps getting shot and he, he hits there or I would say the bus the guy who gets destroyed by the bus or the car yeah so I guess the only thing left is, uh, yeah, your rating, overall thoughts. Um, if I would have to rate it, and again, for our rating system, we're doing it uh, out of five stars, and we do not do halves in the studio, mm. because just, you know, you can be as foolish as you want, but here in this room, in the studio with the clock stoppers <laughs> um, poster, we're serious. If, if we have a number, we say the number, and uh, for me, I'm going to go shoot for a five. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think I know where you're go- where you're heading. Where am I headed? I, I mean, you only have five options. Yeah, so yeah. I, <laughs> I think you're going to shoot for a four. Yeah, it is a four. See, I don't want to say, oh, well, it's too long. I feel like it could have been cut down, but at the same time, then you'd be cutting down on a masterpiece. It was probably the right length overall. I just think I liked it when it was simpler. It wasn't so complicated. So if you had to describe John Wick Chapter 4 as like one movie meets another movie like using two other movies to compare it to constantine meets the matrix we'll go with, <laughs> we'll go with two really we'll go with two keanu reeves movies i would compare it as the raid um probably two meets the warriors i think it's time for our commercial break so we'll turn over there Every winter, I run into the same problem. My hands are cold. I go and I reach for my glove and ah, I drop it. It's so cold until I got Glove Glove. You put a glove inside a glove and it holds you over until all of winter. When you take your glove out of the glove we've given you, your glove will already be warm. Are you tired of your hands being cold for the first week of winter? Show your glove some love with the Glove Glove. Visit GloveLove.com today and save 10% on your first order when you use the coupon code Glove Love. That's coupon code Glove Love. G-L-O-V-E-L-O-V, Glove Love. Buy today and save 10% on your first order. Never leave your gloves alone without love ever again. Love, love. And now we're back. So we talked a lot about Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 4. 
Uh, let's talk about just Keanu, the mm-hmm. man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Keanu movie? Honorable mention will be The Replacements. I watched it again last night. And just shout out for my, my buddies who I know love that movie. Uh, my favorite one, probably... Dare I say, is it Speed or The Matrix? Keanu has like s- such a large filmography. The Matrix is undoubtedly his best movie. We'd have to just X that off the list, the possibilities. I think I'm going to have to go with Speed. I think it's the one I probably watched the most and how simple it is. Again, I'm, I'm all about simple, simple, right? If you can entertain me being simple and not being over-the-top convoluted. Well, yeah, Speed is Die Hard on a Bus, so that, that's yeah. right up your alley. You that love is die right up right, yeah. yeah. Also, Sandra Bullock. Sandy Bees. Can't go wrong. Unless you made Speed 2 on a boat, <laughs> then you can definitely <laughs> go wrong. And you know what scene sticks out to be the most? It's the garbage can scene. Which, I don't know if you've ever seen Speed, but when they drop the bunny off, there's a hole in the ground. And I will always remember that as being the biggest plot twist for me. Probably the first time I saw so many clever things, like uh, replaying the footage and how he discovered it. I don't know if I... It's probably the first time I saw a lot of movie tropes for the first time. But I think it's one of the first iconic action movies that I saw. And I really liked Keanu Reeves as a character. I don't even know, remember his name in that movie. I should probably pull it up. Uh, Jack Travis. How do you know that? I've watched it just so many times, and I know, you know, uh, the bad guy is always like, Jack, 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 Jack. Jack. Oh, yeah, how could I forget that? Like, what... Uh, but what's yours? What's your favorite Keanu Reeves movie? So, Speed Aside and Matrix Aside, I'm going to have to go to Point Break. You know I've never watched that? Uh, it's with him and Patrick Swayze, and actually, this is the movie that inspired the Fast and the Furious franchise. An undercover cop, mm-hmm. Keanu, who gets in with a group of surfer guys, who, that's where you get Point Break. Because that's the point that the uh, the surf... The, the wave breaks. Yeah, the wave breaks. Hangs out with a bunch of surfer guys who end up being criminals. They're a bunch of bank robbers. And he gets in with them. He falls in love with uh, one of them, the girl. Then he has to choose, you know, that life or this life. And who does he really align with? And his cover gets blown towards the end. And... Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's the whole... whole th- well, first Fast and the Furious is just swapping uh, surfing with cars, and then it's basically the same movie. I can see why cars, you have a little bit more you can do with it. And the Fast and the Furious has really pushed what you can do with vehicles. So. Yeah. I love it just because it's so campy, and it's so over the top. So Keanu is literally like early Keanu, where he was like, oh, hey, you know, he's like bobbing his head, and he's like, yeah, I'm as much as a cop as anybody else in here. And he's, uh, you ever seen Hot Fuzz? Yeah. So they reference this in it nick frost is showing simon pegg uh action movies and he's like you never seen bad boys 2 or point break it's like there's this great scene in point break where like keanu is chasing patrick swayze through the through the alleys and he's got a clear sight of him he's got the gun there but he just loves patrick swayze so much (laughs) that he can't shoot him and he just aims up at the sky and he just shoots it and he yells. And it's like, have you ever had that moment where you just where you just yell and shoot at the sky? sky and Simon Pegg's like, no. And then he does it later on in the movie, right? So that's, that's where that comes from. I'll be honest, I was not expecting a Hot Fuzz reference when you describe it. Oh, that's great. This has been an episode of Take 303, powered by Fort Wayne Media. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fort Wayne Media. Leave a comment on there. Tell us what you thought of the episode, whether you agree or disagree with anything that we said. And tell a friend about the podcast. The word of mouth is the best way. We drop our episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to catch us for the next one. Have a good one.